Sabbath, everyone. Amen. I can see smiling face today, and uh, I came with my laptop because I thought I can use PowerPoint. I wanted people so we can read slides together. But since I don't have the adapter, then today, uh, maybe next time. But because God is here and the Holy Spirit is here, I believe that God will speak to us. As how he spoke to all the people of times. So before I start this sermon today, I want to pray. And then you will start to go to the word of God. So let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We know we are here not because we deserve. Not because we are worthy. But because just you have granted us this time through your grace that you may see your face. And that we may determine to come close to you once again. You came down and you met with Moses on the mountain of Sinai. Please, our Lord and our Savior. We don't have strength. We don't have power. We don't have even words to speak. But come down and speak with us. And may we see you as how Moses saw you on the mountain. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can hear me. Okay. Uh, between Satan and Jesus, no any human being can stand between them. No one can stand to make a compromise between these two giants. Either you stay beside behind Jesus and let Jesus tell you his will. Or you stand beside Satan. And today in the world where we are living, Christianity or God's people want to make a compromise between Christ and Satan. And there is no way these two power can come in compromisation. The battle has to be fought until one kingdom has to, to be completely eradicated. And the distinction between God's people is so separate. And through the ages, God is telling his people to be separate from the people of the world. Do not come close to them. Do not learn their ways of worship. Do not even inquire how they worship their God. And Satan saw how God gave direction to his people. 
And he came through the secret. He worked through behind the scenes to infiltrate and to ensnare God's people because of something which as we go, we'll see it. So I gave this sermon entitled Snails of Satan. When nations go to war, they send spies. And generals, mighty generals, they sit and they discuss how will we win this war? And they don't send doom people. They send intelligence people. People with the ability and talent. And they send them that you go there. And they give them detail what to check out. How to sort things out. And how can we win them? And one of the things which they will do they will learn the secret to know where are the weapons and where is their power based on. And when the generals or the president declare we are going to war with this country and this country, they already know how to attack them. Because long time even before they put it publicly, before you saw it on CNN, Al Jazeera and whatever, they already sent spies secretly to know what is going on. If people, mortal, like me and you can do that, can certain plan to attack God's people without God's people to know what is coming. So I want to go with you today and I want you to turn to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 5, uh, chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4, we start from verse 5 all the way to verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 5 to 9. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me that ye should do so in the land where you go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these touches and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Verse 7 For what nation is there so great? who has God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God in all things that we call upon for, upon him for. Verse 8. And what nation is there so great that has touches and judgment so righteous as all this law which I said before you this day. Verse 9. Only take Heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thy eyes have seen, unless they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy son, thy sons, and sons. So God, when his people was marching, on the wilderness. He told them and he is telling us today. 
your wisdom, your understanding, your peculiarity is to know my laws, my principle. Because in the, my law and my principle, that's where my character it is. What you see in this Ten Commandments, that is me. And if you are connected to me, you'll be special. Your life, your possession, even the diseases, I'll put them away from you. Satan, he had. So, in this issue, turn with me to the book of Judges chapter 2. Judges chapter 2, I'll read verse 1 and verse 2. Because when Satan heard that this is what God is, is God has cut these people. He started with Abraham. And he told him, I have separated you from the nation. Live out from your country and go to where I will show you. That is a typology of the three angel messages. Leave your people and go where I will show you. Because I want to put my supreme, my supreme regard to you. So you can tell people about me. The plan of salvation. So Satan had this. And all the way in the wilderness. Even when they got in Canaan after they have, after they have possessed the land, Satan was waging war to make sure that he ensnared them to look and learn other nation ways of worship, traditions and customs. Judges chapter 2 verse 1 and verse 2. And an angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Boki and said I have made you to go up out of Egypt and I have brought you into the land which I swear unto your fathers and I said I will never break my covenant with you and ye shall make no league with the inhabitant of this land ye shall throw down their altars but ye have not obeyed my voice why have ye done this? So the angel is reminding that I told you before that you do not come close to these people. Do not lend their way. I don't say we should not sit with them or talk with them. But don't say we can come together and discuss interfaith dialogue. We can come together and join communism and world church, world, world church council and think we will make it. And the angel is asking, why have you done this? I told you, don't come close to these people. Do not lend their way. Throw their altars. Show them the character of God and tell them that you are my people and they have to come and join with you. Be converted and go through the process of sanctification. You have not done that. So, Satan was working behind the scene. 
And I want to take you back. When the Israel was marching, they came to the plain of Moab. And Israel was in camps, arranged camps, and the sanctuary was in the midst. And King Balak is troubled because he heard what God has done. And he, he sent messengers. He told them, go and fetch me, Baal. He was the priest of God. He, he was the prophet of God. And fetch me because I want him to come and curse these people. Because I cannot prevail against them. But if he can come, I will prevail. Then you, you know the story. And then he came. And you know what happened. And Israel was not aware of what was taking place. But I want to take you to this interesting place. Because we see the history. We need to jump to our history. To, to our time. Numbers chapter 25 verse 2 to verse 3. Numbers 25 verse 2 to verse 3. Because we needed to see how things were. And if it were, can it be today? Numbers 25 verse 2 and verse 3. And Israel abode in Shittim. And the people began to commit wholesome with the daughters of Moab. And they called the people unto the sacrifices of their gods. And the people did eat and bow down to their gods. And Israel joined himself unto Baal Peor. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. Now, the prophet came and he cursed God's people. And nothing could happen. Okay? Nothing could happen to them. They were, they were not even aware what was taking place. Baal came and he did what he could and they didn't know. Israel was in peace and harmony. Why do you think? Now, let's get to Patrick and the Prophets. Page 451. When Baal reached over there and he cursed and nothing could happen, the Holy Spirit took power of him and he blessed inside of casting. When he went back, he sat down. And the spirit of prophets tell me he knew the secret. He knew the secret. And here it is written in Patak and Prophet, page 451, he say. Disappointed in his hopes of wealth and promotion. He was told, I'll give you wealth. I'll give you position. I'll give you. I'll make you to be somebody in my kingdom. And when he went there, the, the king was wondering, what has happened? I call you to curse these people. You cannot curse them. You bless them. And he, when he went back to Mesopotamia, he went back again. And let's see what happened. So disappointed in his, in his hope of wealth and promotion, in his favor with the king and the conscious that he had incurred the displeasure of God, Balaam returned from his self-chosen mission after he had reached his home, the, country rolling, uh, the controlling power of the Spirit of God left him. And his conviciousness, which had been merely held in check, 
prevail, he was ready to res- resort to enemies to gain the reward he promised by Balak. Balaam, now here is the crack of the matter. Balaam knew that the prosperity of Israel depended upon their obedience to God. Let me, let me repeat that. Don't think today that the other people outside there, they don't know that where is your protection. They know. They know as long as you stand to the prophecy, you will know the sign of the time. They know as long as you study prophecy and be a prayerful person, you will know where you are standing. They know about it. So he know. As long as they are obedient, we cannot prevail against them. So, what did the prophet Balaam did? Okay? And that there was no way to cause, the, to cause their overthrow. But by seducing them into sin, he now decided to secure Balak's favor by advising the Moabite of the cause to be pursued to bring curse upon Israel. He immediately returned to the land of Moab and laid his plan before the king. You think other people they don't know what you have. The doctrine that we have. They know about it. And even they know. They cannot stand against you to, 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 to dialogue with you. But what they can do, they can use compromise. If you can compromise, if you can lower the standard a little bit, then you will have them. They know about it. The Mobite themselves, listen to this. The Moabite themselves were convinced that so long as Israel remained true to God, he will be their shield. Don't think, Muslim, the papal power, Mormon, Jehovah's Witness, they don't know where your power is. They know. Those greatest theologians, they know where your power is hidden. They know about it. And you think they know. So what happened? The plan proposed by Balaam was to separate them from God by tossing them into idolatry. It happened. This is a story which you, you know, I used to learn it when I was little. We were little like these children over here. My mom used to tell me, Balaam and Balaki, whatever. But he knew that if they stay faithful to God, despite of their weakness, despite of their shortcomings, they have a wall, the angel, and God's protection is with them. If they could be led to engage in their in the licentious worship of Baal and Ashtoreth, the fierce warlike nation around them, or Ashtoreth, their omnipotent protector will become their enemy. And they will soon fail a prayer 
to the fierce warlike nation around them. This plan was readily accepted by the king and Bala himself remained to assist in carrying it into effect. Somebody earlier in your quarter, he spoke about the power behind the sin, which is trying to seduce God's people to join in what is called Holy Spirit, new theology, spiritual formation. Become more like evangelical. Don't think they don't know where our power, where your power is. They know. And they know they cannot argue with you. But if they can lead you, if they can lead God's people to lower the standard and join with them, they know God will remove his protection on you. And they know we'll have them. The Spirit of Prophets, Volume 4, page 340. This is Satan speaking. You can go there and check yourself. It's the chapter in Snare of Satan. Because Lucifer, when he saw these things, in coming, in succeeding ages, he set out plans on how to, to attack God's people. I will have upon the ground as my agent men holding false doctrine mingled with just enough truth to deceive soul. I will also have unbelieving ones present who will express doubt in regard to the Lord's messages of warning to this church. This church. Which church? This church. This is spirit of prophecy. This is Ellen White is speaking. He's speaking to us. This church. Should the people read and believe this admonition, we could have little hope of overcoming them. This is certainly speaking. But if we can divert the attention from this warning, warning, they will remain ignorant of our power and cunning. Power and cunning. What you see is not what is real. And Christianity today is so good when you look. But I think it's not good. Christianity is breaking in pieces. Protestant reformation is going down in the grave. And Christianity we are sitting behind thinking that is okay. But deception is so sad. And we shall secure them in our ranks at last. God will not permit his word to be slighted with impunity. This is certainly speaking. If we can keep so deceived for a time, God's mess will be withdrawn and he will give them up to our full control. We must cause destruction and divisions. We must destroy the anxiety for their own souls. Satan does not want me and you to think I'm a sinner. And God, how can you help me to be saved? He don't want us to think that. 
He don't want a sinner to be worried about his condition of being a sinner. He don't want somebody to read the Bible and the spirit of prophecy and see how things there and, and see how prophecy is unfolding. He don't want that. All what he wants is to be peace. We love each other. We are in love. Jesus loves you even if you are in error. And lead them to criticize, to judge. And to accuse and condemn one another. Division in the church. To cherish selfishness and enmity. For these sins, God banish us from his presence. And all who follow our example will meet a similar fate. This is Satan speaking. If you go to that book over there, it says, as God's people are coming close to time, Satan is holding the general council with his angels. And to what they can do to destroy God's people. Great Controversy, page 407. To five, uh, page 507 to 508. There is little enmity against Satan and his works. Because there is so great ignorance concerning his power and malice. And the vast extent of his warfare against Christ and his church. Multitude are deluded here. They do not know that their enemy is a mighty general who control the mind of evil angels. And that you, with well matured plan and skillful movements, he is warring against Christ to prevent the salvation of soul among prophets Christian and even among ministers of the gospel. There is a head scarcely a reference to certain except perhaps in accidental mention in the pulpit. They overlook the evidence of his continued activity and success. They neglect the many warning of his subtle. They see the, they see the ignore his very existence. Have you heard today people say Satan does not exist? Who say that? If you go to this chapter and read, one of his plans which he tells his angel, tell them, that we don't exist. Put in their mind that we don't exist whatsoever so they can stay ignorant of our power. Satan is continually seeking to, over, to overcome the people of God by breaking down the bodies which separate them from the world. Ancient Israel were enticed into sin when they ventured into forbidden association with the heathen. In a similar manner, a modern Israeli led astray. So, what he did use then, he's using today. And Isaiah of Wages says, Satan is working mightily that the history of the Jews nation can be repeated in this present time. Do you think today, 
Christianity has lost the target. Do you think today that Christianity is focusing the target where it should, it should not supposed to target? They are building a temple in Israel because they want to restore the old sanctuary. And all the Christianity is looking over there. When a Christian chose to associate the same book, the same chapter, when Christians choose their, the society of ungodly and unbelieving, they expose them, themselves to temptation. Satan conceals himself from view and is stiffly draw his deceptive covering over their eyes. They cannot see that such a company is calculated to do them harm. And while all the time assimilating to the world in character, words and action, they are becoming more and more blinded. It's little by little. It's a subtle. You cannot see it. It becomes so subtle. Until we get in, we are not aware that we are in. He is a general. And he is much his army like a general. While he lied to people that he, he don't exist, he exists and he has his agency that he do his bidding. Conformity to the world. The same book, Great Controversy, the same chapter. Conformity to the world, custom converted the church to the world. It never converted the world to, the, to Christ. Familiarity with his sin will inevitably cause it to appear less repulsive. He who choose the associate with the servant of Satan will soon cease to fear their master. When in the way of duty we are brought into trial, as was Daniel in the king's court, we may be sure that God will protect us. But if we place ourselves under temptation, we shall fall soon or later. We, don't, we are not supposed to join World Church Council. We are not supposed to sit down and discuss interfaith dialogue with the other churches. Seventh-day Adventists, we, we are supposed to kneel down and ask God for guidance. And if we don't know what to do, we can fast and pray. And the same God who spoke on our founders, the founder of this movement, Ellen White, James White and the others, the same God who spoke to them can speak to us today. We are sinners, but Jesus has promised to be with us. Spirit of Prophets is the same book, volume 4 and chapter 194. This, this is amazing statement. Saturn know Saturn knowing that the empire he had usurped will in the end be wrested from him. Determined to spare no pain to destroy as many as possible of the creature whom God has created in his image. Listen to the following statement. He hates man because Christ has manifested for him such a forgiving love and pity. 
When Jesus stood on Calvary and when he died over there, Satan was angry because forgiveness was granted it was. And Jesus bears our iniquity and our infirmities that if we accept him, we can be brought back to God again. And this is the greatest gift ever. That one day sinners will stand before the throne of God. People who confess their sins will stand before God redeemed as though they never sinned before. So Satan, his problem, his issue, and he, he now prepared to practice upon him every species of deception by which he, he might be by which he might be lost. He pursued his cause with more energy because of his, his, his own hopeless condition. He know nothing he can do. And in this battle between Christ and Satan, he know he's done. But he know we have the second chance. Jesus is still there. He's still pleading for you and for me. He's still praying. He's still interceding. He's still with us. The Holy Spirit is working to make sure that we come close to God. Satan hates us because of the forgiveness. Three angel messages is a message of love. Come out of her, my people. Get out of there because Babylon is going to be destroyed. People say it's, it's a judgmental. It's not a judgmental message. It's a love message. Most of you who are parents here, when you see your child is joining vicious group. Oh, you know my ch child is joining the group that he finally will be lost. You spend all what you can to tell him. You bring uncle and auntie and grandmom and grandpam. You try to tell him this is what will happen to you. This and that and that will happen to you. I don't want you to be destroyed. Three angel message. Is God crying to this planet? Get out of there. And who are supposed to tell people this truth? Now, I want to read this quote to you. Spirit of Prophets, Volume 4, page 337. And 3308. Because we are living in a serious time. And this is Satan again speaking. This is, the, this is, is something which boggles the mind. Saying the great deceiver. We must watch those who are calling the attention of the people to the Sabbath of Jehovah. Saints, this is Satan is speaking. This is the meeting with his angels, and he's speaking on how to overthrow me and you. Say the great deceiver, we must watch those who are calling the attention of the people to the Sabbath of Jehovah. They will lead many to see the claim of the law of God. And the same light which revealed the true Sabbath. Reveals also the, minist 
the ministration of Christ in the heavenly sanctuary. And he showed that the last work for man's salvation is now going forward. Hold the mind of people in darkness till that work is ended. And we shall secure the world and the church also. This coming quote, you can hear it in many pulpits. And if you have not heard it, when you get outside tomorrow, or today open your radio in any Christian channel here. I will influence popular minister to turn the attention of their hearer from the commandment of God. Let me repeat that. I will influence popular ministers to turn their at the attention of their hearers from the commandments of God. That which the scripture declared to be a perfect law of liberty shall be represented as a yoke of bondage. How many have heard this preached in the pulpit? On churches. That the law of God is the bondage. If you are under the law, you are not controlled by the Holy Spirit. God revealed to his, to his servant a long time. This was written of a hundred and some years ago. The people accepted their minister's explanation of scripture and do not investigate for themselves. Therefore, by walking through the ministers, I can control the people according to my way. By controlling these greatest theologians who come from the most prestigious university of the world, I can control the mind of millions. The cross stood over there. You can go and read it. Chapter, it is finished. Deserve wages. It is finished. And it says, when Jesus stood, when the cross stood, God was declaring to the universe, not only to this planet, not only, not only to us, but to, to other unfolded planet, and the angels, and the intelligence beings, or beings of heaven, that my law cannot be altered. I cannot change one iota of my law. Look, I have taken upon myself the penalty for sin. And the only way man can be saved is through obedience. And through obedience, he cannot obey by himself. I'll give him power if he is willing to obey. Today, is being preached as the yoke of bondage. We are not under sin no more. We are not under the law. The Sabbath has to be done away. They want to remove just Christ from the mind of people. And I have a message. Parents who have children and those who have grand-grandchildren, you need to pray for your children. You need to teach your children. I will say this today. If there is a time in the history of this planet ever where family prayers and family devotion and starting the Sabbath at the family is very important, is now. 
Because what do they want? They want to die to they want to eradicate Jesus away from the mind of people. And they they are coming with that we love Jesus. We are with him. But they remove him because they take away his character. They are, they are taking him away his law. They don't want him to be known to his people at his principle. And what made Jesus to come and die on the cross? It, it is because Adam and Eve, our first parent, they could not pay the penalty for themselves. Adam was supposed to be lost. We were supposed to be lost forever. And God could not put his standard down. He came and the cross stood over there. Jesus was crucified naked that me and you we can be saved. Deserve what just says. Through the action of the cross on Calvary, God declared to the universe that his law cannot be altered. He, he declared before the universe that my law is eternal. As how my throne is standing, as how I live, my law will stand through all the ages. Today, this is being presented as a yoke of bondage. I want to read to you last verse today. First Peter, verse 2 and 9. First Peter, verse 2. Chapter 2 and verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, an holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God has cut us from the quarrel of this world. Not because we are special. Not because we are righteous. We are sin and we are weak. But he has put his, his supreme regard on us. That through his grace and through him, we can bear it to the world. He told his angel, his disciple, I'll be with you. Whenever you give the great controversy out, any book, any Bible study you are conducting, Jesus is there himself to teach and impress people. Three angel messages is the message for this time. People have to know that Sunday is not the Sabbath of the Lord. And we cannot come in the falsehood of unity. And we say we love each other. And we put the requirement of God beside. There could not be any other way for man to be saved. Except Jesus was beaten. Spitting on his face that me and you can be saved. Pray for your family. Pray for this church. And those people who are old here, pray for the coming generation. 
Because deception has been through the time. And they, they are doing so subtle. They make sure that in each generation there is more deception getting in the church. When the children of Israel got in, in, in the land of Canaan, people who live in the time of Joshua, they kept God's principle. And those who live after Joshua. But when those who lived after Joshua, they died. They came up an apostasy generation. People who follow the other customs and traditions. And when they, f- they, they learn other, other ways of, of people and they put God aside, Israel went down and down and down and down. Prayers are very important in your family circle. Studying the spiritual prophets is vital than ever. Singing hymnals at home and here at church is very vital than ever. I hear people saying they are done their old hymnals, their new hymnals. Let me tell you this. They are new hymnals. Let me tell you here. Satan hates hymnals. I have experience I can tell you. Satan hates these hymnals. Because these hymnals were composed by people with experience and they were led by God. God bless you today. And may we cling to Jesus. We don't have the power, but he can give us power. In Jesus' name, amen.